This is a warning to all living mortals that on the 13th of December, Moose will release 13 of the most terrifying interviews of horror unto the world. That's right, 13 brand new episodes in the month of December leading up to our season premiere. And until then, horror hounds, mash on. of Moose's 13 Horrifying Days of Christmas. I'm your host and gift giver, Moose. Today's gift is a gift from, well, somewhere. Uh, and to talk about the movie, It Came From Somewhere, is Steve Herman and Ms. Ann Myrna. Welcome. Hello. Hello. So, thanks for having us. Oh, thank you. So just right off the bat, where did this come from? Like obviously somewhere but <laughs> where, where did the uh, idea for this come from uh one night i was just relaxing and i was watching an episode of mystery science theater 3000 and they happened to have on teenagers from outer space and i was watching that going wouldn't it be different and cool to make a movie in this style cheesy over the top bad acting the worst kind of in the style of ed wood which, ironically enough, they had Bride of the Monster. I had watched that previously. And then it just kicked in my head. You know what? Let's do it. Let's let's do something unique. Because I don't think there's anything like that out in the India world at that time. I said, I, let's go for it. So I asked the cast of Trepidity and my extended family if they wanted to do it. And they were all on board. He's like, yeah, let's do this. And you nailed it. I mean, without going into too much, because people need to check it out. I, having watched it, um, it it really hits every one of those boxes, and it was phenomenal. I mean, Anne will tell you. As soon as I watch it, I'm I'm blowing her messenger up like this is great. <laughs> well, then, like you said, it kind of is the what everybody loves and what everybody hates about sci-fi creature feature B films from the fifties. Yeah. As I say, it is like a quintessential B film. I mean, it's, it, it's cheesy. It's over the top, but it has a good story. It has duality. It has, I mean, it, it, it has, it, it really is that mixed bag, but in a good way. And it, it's as long as like at the end of the day, it's not one of those, like you go out and you're like, I'm making a serious film and that's what you walk away with. And you're like, Oh, but it, it seems like you knew exactly what you were shooting for. And 
you nailed it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, because you see, sometimes people will try to make those movies, and they'll shoot it digital, and you can clearly see it's digital, and they just don't make it black and white. I wanted to give it that extra touch where you got the film grain, the film damage and scratches that go across the screen to really give it that authentic look. And the wires. Don't forget the wires. Yeah, yes, and, and the wires. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, we had a lot of handmade props uh, in the film, which, again, is kind of part of the charm and very intentional. Um, oh, yeah. The interior of the spaceship um, is is fun. Um, when we have exterior views of the spaceship, there's uh, up in the air view, and then there's a, a different prop that we used for when it had crash landed. Um, we had a, a unique way of making it look smoky, at least the, the bigger one, um, and which I won't go into as well, uh, give away all our secrets, but um, we tried to make it so that the practical effects carried the film and we didn't have to rely on CGI or any, you know, modern tricks in terms of um, the atmosphere that we were creating. And I mean, I think it worked. What were your uh, influences in story and filming for this? I mean, obviously you said Ed Wood, but outside of that, like when writing the story and shooting the final product, like what all did you pull from? Uh, well, I did go the Ed Wood route when we were doing takes. It's like, one, two takes, okay, good, we're done, let's go. Even if it wasn't, you know, the best take, I just went with it. Uh, and you can tell there's a lot of Ed Wood influences throughout the movie, like the beginning and the plan they're using. Uh, there's a little bit of Frankenstein in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, teenagers from outer space. And one quick reference from an 80s movie regarding the 50s i won't go into it but <laughs> yeah i i was let's say frankenstein is very evident throughout this one um and i i think listeners when you watch it it should be pretty easy to pick up on um yeah i, I writing it was really hard because I, I would have to catch myself going okay wait a minute this is too damn good. I got to tone it back. <laughs> okay, so it's it's about these you know aliens that crash land in middle America, and a creature escapes, and they have to find the creature, and that's all well and good. But what's interesting is the overarching story is who's the monster, the aliens or the creature. And I think that's a cooler story. Right, because we did kind of have like a a gun-happy alien. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell. It's like, you from the Midwest? Um, But yeah, one one of the aliens is very uh, shoot-first, ask-questions-later type. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) They they don't give a damn. No. (laughs) Um, I, I think... The way everything was shot was just on point. One of the things I really like is you don't see the creature in question in its entirety for a good while into the film. And that's, in my mind, that's really great because 
it leaves a lot to the imagination. It's it's very, you know, takes you super far back to the old black and white movies where, you know, they weren't working with a lot, so they just give you just just that little to play with. Right. I didn't want to reveal it right away because I think that would have taken some of the suspense out of it. That's why I kind of left it to like the middle of the movie where you finally get to see him. It. Yeah, it's a, yeah. When it's finally revealed, it's the the, the payoff's worth it. I'm not going to oversell it. It's a it's a B movie monster, but <laughs> in the realm of the movie, the, the the payoff is fantastic. And what all you were? What would you say? Assistant AD or AD? I was producer and an AD. Right. So, and, and I and I play the role of Dolores. That's right. Um. Which did you have more fun doing, acting or behind the scenes, behind the scenes stuff? Yeah, it's a hard question to answer. It was a blast to act like that. Um, I do theater work, so it's kind of like you know you got to put on your theater chops um, and and go really big. Uh, whereas on camera, normally you're taught to go you know quite small. Um, but I wasn't in that many scenes, so I had a blast while I was filming. But there were a lot more scenes that I wasn't in and I could just watch. And we were laughing so hard behind the camera. There was one point in particular where Steve was laughing so hard. He was crying. He had to take a, a pillow from a couch and like <laughs> cover his face so that the people, the actors facing him couldn't see how hysterical he was laughing <laughs> at their performance. And it was just it was a, qu- a quick scene, but it was like the deadpan delivery of the alien character combined with the over-the-top emotional reaction of one of the actresses. Just, you know, it, it, it was it was incredible. Well, and as I mentioned, I really want the blooper reel from this. <laughs> because listening to the breakdown of alien uh, gender and relationships... <laughs> To deliver that in deadpan like they do, there is no possible way to have done that without somebody busting a gut. You know, to this day, I don't think he actually got it right. I think he might have improvised some of those words. Oh, he did for real. Yeah, he was struggling with the because there, there's like a there's like a a whole vocabulary of of words that the aliens use that the humans are not used to. So, um, and they were complicated words. They weren't just just simple things, but they were similar in a way. So, yeah, he got a little tangled up with it and just kept talking. He took a deep breath and just kind of kept talking, and the actresses just just went with it. Glip there is a moment and... where you can see that that he pauses and tries to think of what it's supposed to be. <laughs> well, it's like I'm I'm watching this scene, and as the words are coming out of his mouth, you can feel like this belly laugh just forming <laughs> and growing. And by the time he gets <laughs> done explaining, like the glip glorps and the. <laughs> everything else i am just on the floor just uh, like you said almost in tears just oh my god this is amazing <laughs> you know and he's just super just like talking just like we're talking like it's just standard i mean why would it be funny this is how we talk and it's right. like oh my god and one of the other scenes where we laughed a lot behind the scenes was the interior of the spaceship as it's starting to crash. 
um, again, because they had to be like so serious about it. I mean, their, their spaceship mm-hmm. was crashing and we had all these hokey props and we didn't really, you know, like work out any choreography with them ahead of time. We just said, you know, use them to try to get control of your ship. And we thought we'd see what happens. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> Let's see, it was about that time during that scene when I'm watching, I'm like, all right, I know what I'm in for, and it's it's going to be a fun ride. And it was start to finish. I mean, you have an overly uh, comfortable town with Makeout Point. Um, like even, Gra- even Grandma's been there. Yeah, <laughs> like everyone knows Makeout Point and are willing right. to talk about it. <laughs> Uh, you know, but yeah, the, the, the mood's right. Everything's right. Uh, what were some of the biggest hurdles in production? Uh, uh, writing, I would have to say was one. Cause as a writer myself, you got, you get your frame of mind. It's like, okay, this is what it's got. This is what it's got to be to make it a really good story. And I kind of had to like wash that out of my mind, you know, throw that away and just like, but this is the first time I've ever written anything. So I had to go from there. I don't know if there's any real challenges that I know of. I mean, I just basically told the actresses and actors, overact, be bad. <laughs> and, uh, and I took it on cue. I mean, before we started filming, we watched teenagers from outer space to give them an idea of what we were going for. And they caught on. Yeah, I would say just in terms of preparing for production, um, I mean, we had a large cast, so just getting everybody's schedules kind of worked out um, was a little bit of a challenge. Um, And we were able to find an Airbnb um, where we did the filming that was not remodeled, um, which was exactly what we wanted. Um, So we didn't have to do much set dressing for the interior house scenes at all. Um, In the nearby town where we uh, filmed the scenes that were like in the woods, um, super cooperative, easygoing with us. Um, we, We had a theatrical screening near there, well, the only movie theater near that area where we filmed um just this past weekend and the mayor of the town where we filmed came to see the movie you know i mean it was just cool and he wanted to take a picture to put up on the wall at the city council uh room and stuff like that so just such a a great like down home area to work in it was wonderful so you guys filmed out near uh peoria didn't you that well that like general yeah this one was filmed kind of in between um champagne and bloomington normal illinois so um kind of in between those two college towns um the previous film trepidity was filmed in the peoria area uh did you go with mostly like local actors and actresses or did you have people like fly in for the roles well it's hard to fly in because there are no big airports near there but um so people drove in uh we had uh the creature randall cole is from pennsylvania Uh, one of the aliens beth metcalf is from ohio um a couple of us from the chicago area a couple of people from peoria and one from iowa oh that's right one from iowa wow it was all over Mm -hmm. (laughs) they came from everywhere Yes. To come to from somewhere. Somewhere. They, yeah, yeah, they definitely came from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> they came from everywhere to come from somewhere. <laughs> so you said you had a screening. What was the, uh, like, fan, what was the uh, audience reaction like? Like, how did the crowd take it? 
Oh, it, it was great. I mean, we, we did use um, extras and, you know, as background people, um, we had some 1950s um, classic cars yeah. in, in an exterior scene. Um, it, unfortunately, it rained that morning. So, I mean, in terms of challenges um, for exterior scenes, weather is always a challenge. Um, and people with classic cars don't bring them out when it's raining. I did not know this until after the fact. And we just had a couple of cars there and we were expecting like 15, um, which is, is fine. We may do, we kind of held for rain, did some interior scenes. There was a, like a, it's called Knights of Pythias Hall um, uh, that had like a big dance floor. And again, like not remodeled or anything, you know, beautiful um detailed ceilings and stuff um really really nice dance floor and he basically opened unlocked the door first thing in the morning and said call me when you're done just close the door behind you i'll come back and you know lock up when i get a chance kind of kind of thing um, <laughs> and you know those scenes we, we pulled in some extras who were local people so the screening was attended by uh, you know mostly local folks and then some of the, the cast and crew um and it's funny because um particularly at the beginning i think you don't know if you should be laughing during the film or if it's serious because my brother had the same reaction he doesn't pay that much attention to film stuff i do but he watched this one twice and he's like first thing he asked me is was i supposed to laugh and i said well of course you know like i mean it's not a comedy but it is comical by today's standards it's Um, cringy by design yeah 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 i mean yeah people laugh through the whole thing um which is is wonderful and you know like you hear little comments here and there from people in the audience so it was it was really fun to uh watch it in the theater with them when will this like be available for everyone to uh consume well you can pre-order it on dvd we're planning to have the dvds available november 22nd and you can pre-order it on our indiegogo campaign which you can reach by just keying in it came from somewhere.com and i'll take you right to that page and then once we actually hit that release date, we'll also have it available on the Acrostar Films um, website for ordering, which is acrostarfilms.com. And the and DVD will have bloopers and some behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, it's a director's cut version. And how many uh, films has uh, Acrostar done now? I mean... Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> one, two, four, five, seven? Is it six or seven? I don't. Yeah, know. I mean one. One is a web series called yeah, one's Blood a web Sisters. Um, but uh, yeah, there's yeah, and again, Agrastar Films from the from the website. Uh, there's a YouTube link, um, so you can go on the uh, YouTube channel and watch not the two most recent, um, but you can watch all the episodes of Blood Sisters. There's another series called Morium that's out there. There's a short called In the Dark. And yep. those are those are all available on YouTube. And with both Trepidity and it came from somewhere, we are submitting them to streaming platforms. So we're going to hold off on YouTube availability until we hear back from streaming well, platforms. Of course. And, but you can buy it on DVD. Yo, and I could totally see uh, it came from somewhere on Tubi for a very long mm-hmm. run on Tubi. That would be cool. Yeah. Yo, that, that's right in that realm of like what they like to put out. And one of the key things that I really like about this movie is it's a family friendly horror movie. Like it's classic horror and it's something 
everybody can watch and have fun with together. It's interesting that you mentioned that because when I put on their family-friendly film and um, Steve is like, well, a lot of people get killed in that film. I don't know if you can say family-friendly, but, you know, to today's standards of horror films, it, it is not that. There's no gore. You know, there's implied death left and right mm -hmm. um and kind of some silly gags um that imply death but it's not like you're watching people die so it, that that does kind of then put it back in the realm of that family friendly yeah. thing as as long as you're okay with your children watching people get destroyed <laughs> well i turned it through a skeleton well see and yeah without <laughs> like diving too hard into it it's uh, I, I mean even the deaths are right in that wheelhouse of pretty comical you know i mean it's <laughs> yeah, no different are. than like what's happening on doctor who or yeah. different sci-fi shows that right. are on cable tv so i mean it, it's i like finding the what i call the entry-level horror because this is something i'd have zero problem showing my kids <laughs> and get them interested in like creature features and things like that and then start gradually you know moving up into the uh different tiers of horror this is a great entry-level horror movie and That's you guys knocked it, it out of the park <laughs> yeah and yeah if that nothing else way to put it. Not to say it, if nothing else that's how, how i would how i personally would market it mm -hmm. this is this is like if you are a house of horror fans show this to your kids this will this is the gateway drum because <laughs> like we had universal and hammer and stuff like that growing up they don't have that these days this still fall, falls in that realm like when i saw the uh announcement for it came from somewhere months months ago it piqued my interest and uh <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to watch, you know, I'm going to keep an eye on this one. And then, you know, I'm watching it some more, and it's like, all right, it's going to be in black and white, and it's going to be a creature feature, and it's going to be this. And, you know, the interest kept building and building, and I'm like, I, I have to see it. <laughs> and I honestly can say I'm really glad I did. Oh, thank, oh, thank you. you. <laughs> Yeah, and we were able to knock it out pretty quick. Um, we shot the whole thing in four days, and and they were not four like extremely long days. They were four normal filming days. Uh, we had a couple different locations, as I mentioned, so we had a little bit of transit time um, between the house locations and the woods um, locations. The cornfields were right in the backyard, so we didn't have to go far for that. But <laughs> say it's the Midwest. There's always a cornfield somewhere. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> I live in Nebraska, so there's corn everywhere. <laughs> um, you will you will like one of our upcoming films then. Oh, uh, little films planned for next year. It's going to be on the silly side, but yes. uh, it involves corn. Uh, how did the uh, crowdfunding go? Like, was it slow at start, or did like did a lot of people just kind of jump on and say, "Yeah, I'm behind this." Um, you know, like it, it kind of um, ebbs and flows a little bit. Uh, we have some 
people that we've developed relationships with with the prior film Trepidity, and you know they had signed up as different levels of producers, and they went ahead and signed on with this film as well, which is very gratifying. Um, kind of shows that we've been able to do what we said we were going to do. Um, so we ran two campaigns, uh, one for production and then one for finishing funds. And the finishing funds, we met our goal. And so that one's in demand. And that one's why it, that's why that one's still running right now. Nice. But we did all right. Yeah. I think once we had a full trailer out, that's when it really kind of took off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we we had like a preliminary um, teaser trailer. Uh, but until you actually like see some of the footage um it it's hard to know exactly what it's going to be well like and i would imagine in your guys's shoes god that had to be a gamble i mean knowing <laughs> what you were planning on putting out you know a, a full trailer could either help you or bite you in the butt you know because you, you do get the people who love edward style and love like the super camp films and others who would look at it and be like, why would I support this? That doesn't look like it needs that much money. But it does because everything costs money. And there's a difference between a bad movie and a movie that's just cheesy. A cheesy movie isn't inherently a bad movie. And I don't think a lot of people grasp that. Right. Yeah. You, have, you have to like that this kind of style um, in order to appreciate it. But um, there's not many people that have seen it or have seen the trailer that have said, Oh, that that's nonsense. You know, it's not worth my time. I mean, a lot of people are, are just really their, their curiosity is piqued about it. Even if they weren't someone who actually watched 1950s movies, maybe as reruns and stuff. Um, so it, it, it's had a really broad appeal, which is nice. Right. Well, you really got to, how can I say it? Not expect a lot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you should know what you're getting in before you start watching it, I, I guess you can say. Because you're going in hoping to see like a, an Academy Award winning or like a Halloween or a screen. Yeah, you will be disappointed. Well, the, the, way I've, the way I've explained this to people is if you are a fan <clears throat> of, if you were a fan growing up of the late night creature feature, you know, of like Elvira or Spengooley or, you know, any of the horror hosts. This is right up your alley. You know, I mean, this <clears throat> was, this would have been their bread and butter. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, you know, it, it, God, it takes me back to being a kid. You know, and watching those horror hosts on like Friday, Saturday night and, mm-hmm. you know, early, early Sunday morning, depending on when the time slot hit. You know, it's like, yeah, this is great. You know, which was the intro to horror. So it it Mm -hmm. threw me back full circle. And there will always be that little bit of nostalgia with it, but it's good nostalgia. And you guys captured it magically. Thank you. Um, While I have you, and you've mentioned it a couple times, um, why don't you briefly talk about Trepidity? And we'll push that one as well. Uh, Trepidity is based off a short story that I wrote. Uh, it's about a group of girls who go hang out and party in a barn. And what they do is they conjure up a demon because they think it's urban legend. And apparently it's not. 
And what it does, the demon will take over the body, kill somebody, and then jump to another body. They don't know what body it's in until it actually kills somebody. And it just jumps from body to body. And then they're stuck in the barn with nowhere to go. That, that makes so this, filming a little easier. Yep, one location. <laughs> one, loca- one location and lots of blood. <laughs> yeah. And this one's is, a slasher. And that's another one that you're trying to get on uh, a streaming service as well, right? Right. Yeah. It's uh, a little shorter. It's, it runs about 40 minutes. Let's say I, I definitely need to see that one. Because it's another one of those. I was, I was following the, you know, the, the growth of it on Facebook, and then uh, it came from somewhere, caught my interest harder, and I'm like, I'm going with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. We, we we do have we do have a group on Facebook, and so we do talk about the various projects that Acrostar Films is uh, working on. So um, you will see us post about Trepidity from time to time. Um, and if you just search on Facebook for Acrostar Films, you'll find our group. Um, it's titled something like Indie Horror Films from Acrostar Films. And so we talk about Trepidity. We talked about um, it came from somewhere throughout the production process. And we're in pre-production for another film that um, Steve is adapting from a short story of his called Desperate Souls. And that will be a horror romance. Jumps into two of my next questions. Where can people find you and what are your next projects? <laughs> yeah, uh, Facebook uh, is where you get the most up-to-date news. Um, so again, just search for Acrostar Films. It's A-C-R-O-S-T-A-R Films. Um, and uh, we also have the website, acrostarfilms.com. We, that's not updated as frequently as the Facebook page. Um, and then we also on that Facebook page try to let folks um, do a little promotion of their own. We have days when we're asking people to drop links for independent films that they've created or actors and actresses to drop their links um, to try to let, you know, everybody get something out of being involved in the group. Just kind of build the community and build, you know, build each other up instead of tearing each other down for a change. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's there's room in the world. For tons of independent movies, and you know, we don't, we don't, we don't judge other people's, but we like to know what everybody's up to. And I watch a lot of them. Uh, I try to, you know, if people post links, I try to at least take a look at a little bit of what they've got to uh, talk about and learn from them as well. Oh yeah, yeah. We got a few. We got a we've got a few movies planned for next year, like the Desperate Souls. And then after that, we're gonna kind of do like I'm sure everybody likes watching those Hallmark Christmas movies. Well, we're going to put a twist on that with everybody from it came from somewhere. <laughs> it's going to be a horror, but in the same style as it, like what you would see if you were sitting there and turn on the Hallmark Channel and there's another Christmas movie. <laughs> Listeners, I will post those links in the episode description. And you can find me and other great podcasters over at electronicmediacollective.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Moose Media Inc. Ann and Steve, I know you guys have things to do. This has been incredibly fun. I do have one parting question. What's next with It Came From Somewhere? Is it going film festivals, or is it just kind of going to hover in the ethos for a little bit until you know what's going on with the streaming? Uh it's been entered into a few film festivals already. Nice. That'll be in more. Very nice. 
And we'll do the streaming as well. Oh, yeah. Right. So, listeners, be sure to watch for It Came From Somewhere. You, It's worth your time. Trust me. <laughs> Thank you both for coming on today. Well, thanks so much for having us. Yes, thank you, Paul. Have a happy holidays, and until next time, Horror Hounds, mash on. <laughs>